Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello, welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm so excited to talk to Regold today. Good morning, Ray. And good morning to you, Stacey. It's really nice to talk to you. Well, we're going to be talking about something that is very close to my heart, something I'm very excited about. Uh, But I should start by saying that today's episode is brought to you by the 2022 Dance Life Conference. And it just so happens that that's what we're talking about in today's episode. And we wanted to take a whole episode because, you know, yes, firstly, we're very excited about the event itself. But also, there may be some people listening who have been you know, coming to your live event in the past. There may be some people listening who have never been to one of your live events, Ree. And it's really hard to to explain just the energy and the vibrancy and the excitement that comes with the conference. But we thought we'd give it a go. We thought we'd try and portray that to you over your in your earbuds while you're driving or (laughs) while you're running down the street because it is a very special event and it is coming up really fast. This year is absolutely flying. So tell us you know, your first thoughts, Ree, on the conference itself, why you're excited and what people can expect this year. Uh, first, let me say that just a real life face to face event where everybody is not concerned uh, as much about wearing masks and cautious about being in big crowds just being able to come together for the first time in uh, over two years by the time this broadcast happens or Mm -hmm. podcast. um, That's the thing I'm the most excited about. Last weekend, I did a live seminar. It was one of the first. There's an energy, there's a vibe. Sure, we can do good on uh, Zoom or other programs, But that feeling of being with your tribe, your people, there's nothing like it. So that is, to me, the number one thing about what I'm excited about. But um, creating the schedule this year, which I, I just finished in probably the last 24 hours, though I keep tweaking it, <laughs> it's going to be, I guess you could call it back to basics, but really it's turning it over as far as movement classes to the next generation of masters. Mm meaning contemporary, ballet, jazz, coming from the 30, 40-year-old mindset, uh, new approaches. I feel like the pandemic has shown us all the possibilities as far as new ways to teach, new ways to communicate with our kids, new curriculum that maybe wasn't as important before that's more important now. And I feel like this conference is going to set the tone for the future is the best way to say it, Mm. Where, where we need to go, where we need to be, as far as the movement goes, for sure. I think it's, 
you know, a perfect opportunity, Re, because so many of us as dance teachers had to get so creative over the last two years, whether we were hybrid or, you know, all virtual, all online, all in the classroom, but standing separated, you know, no partner work. There's just been so much creativity. I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of the conference where we can come together and and use all of that creativity that we had to use over the two years and figure out what that looks like in the classroom setting now, how we can continue to be creative and we can also you know, give the, give the kids this unique experience in the classroom. So I'm so excited to be taught by these master teachers to see what they were doing over the last two years, what they've learned and to really mix up the work that we're doing with our students and and to be inspired to mix that up so that we are, you know, we're feeling fresh about our classes, but also our kids are going to be really excited about attending our classes next season. And, and I, I agree with you on the freshness. I think our kids need that freshness. Mm. Now they're they're not ready. Uh, The world changed and they're not ready to go back to the same old thing. I feel like, now, when our kids are back into the classroom, it's about having more energy in that classroom, having more interaction in that classroom than maybe prior to the pandemic. They're, they're seeking something a little bit different. And also expanding horizons, meaning new ways of doing contemporary, allowing kids to participate in improvisation in new ways that helps them to feel more confident in themselves. Uh, And also to express, uh, you know, I have a quote I love saying that is express the emotions of life through the art of dance. Mm. That is this generation. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I love the idea that our students will not just be influenced by us by the steps that we teach, but by, you know, the expression that we can, you know, get from them as part of the movement that they're learning. And my kids love, anytime I have a, a choreographer that focuses more on that emotion and that drama, they love that more so than some of the teachers I get in that, you know, just love them to throw their legs around and, and jump in the air and roll on the floor. And so, but that as a teacher, that kind of, that style has never been, never come easy to me. So being able to be at a conference where I can learn new things, where I feel comfortable, I don't have the kids, you know, gawking back at me. I can stand in the in the back row and learn myself and then take that back to the classroom. That's really exciting me about this year. You know, it's interesting that you should say that because I've been looking at pictures for marketing. You know that I think it's because there are no kids there, but I'm looking at bottoms full of teachers who are actually dancing and taking class and and feeling confident. And it's it's the opportunity i think for the teacher to get back to what made them become a teacher in the first place without being inhibited by kids mm-hmm. and parents and the ability to dance the ability to sit and take notes if that's what you choose to do yeah. um you know uh it's for it's a teachers conference 
not a teenage conference or a conference that's all about combinations. It's about learning our craft, honing it. Um, varied opinions. I always say that to people. You could walk into someone's ballet class and they could say, well, this is what I believe is the right way to do this. And you could walk into someone else's and they're going to say the same thing, but about something else. Mm -hmm. That this is a different way to do that same thing. Yeah. And that what happens at the conference is you hear so many variables that you're able to create what works and feels right for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I hope the attendees get out of it is saying, oh, I love this piece. I'm going to incorporate this into my class. And I love this other piece. And I love how that teacher opens her class. It's like after you've been there for the three days of the event, you're refreshed. You're ready to go. You, you've pulled all the tools you need to go back in September and be the most enthusiastic teacher you can be. Yep. And isn't that what we want? We, our students want that from us. We want that. We don't want to be dragging ourselves into the studio of an afternoon. We want to be able to, you know, hop, skip and jump our way in there. And I think going to the conference really gives you that. What about for studio owners, Ray? So studio owners has uh, gotten bigger and better as well. In the past, we, a few years ago, we introduced the business owner tracks separated with an administrative track. Mm -hmm. And that's been working really well for the last two or three events. But this year we've decided to make it two tracks, both called business owner and administrator, mm -hmm. because the topics can be appealing to both sides Meaning last year in some of the administrative sessions, we saw studio owners who were interested in the topic being presented to the office administrators. So this year, I've just made it two tracks, business on both sides, couple of separate studio owner from administrator, but really what it's the bottom line is, is now there's two options for that group in specifically. And I've, I've also like, uh, I don't know if you, do you know who Jennifer Randall is? Yes, you yes. do. And uh, probably some of our viewers do as well. I put her in there like four times on either track. And <laughs> one of them is just what's new and different about Facebook right now. Yeah. Another one is, uh, learning how to use Facebook. Uh, is it business suite? Am I saying that right? Facebook business suite. Yep, that's right. And another one is Google AdWords. So was, she's doing three or four. I might have forgotten one of them. <laughs> um, that I, as a studio owner, would be interested in going into, but also my administrator could go into it. So I'm just 100%. putting it all in there and then they can make choices. But also one of the cool things about this year's conference is we're not virtual, but everything will be recorded and all attendees have the opportunity 
to go back for 90 days after the event and review any classes that they either couldn't decide or wanted to make sure that they got back to. So they'll never miss a class again. That's brilliant, right? Because that's that's the hard thing, right? You get the schedule. And when the schedule comes out, it's so exciting. But it also is a, like like there's torture that comes along with that because you then have to choose <laughs> which class you're going to do and which classes you're going to miss out on. Because quite often, because I'm both a studio owner and a teacher, there will be four classes on at once three of which I will be very passionate about going to and the other one I'd also like to go to. But you've normally you have to make a choice. So that is just it, – it's kind of like more bang for your buck, don't you think? Yes. You get, you yes. get not just the, the thing that you're going to attend, but then as a bonus you get to go home and, and revisit it. And I think that will mean that for, you know, when I would – go with a team member we would kind of divvy up the schedule together and she'd go one way and I'd go the other way and then we'd come back together in the you know the hotel room at night and you revisit what we what we saw what we learned etc but I think this time this will give us the chance to go to things together so we can have really great discussions about what was happening in that room and then later on we can watch the other things together that we missed out on and then have discussions about those it won't be so kind of disjointed and tell me what you learned and I'll make some notes from you and then you tell me <laughs> it'll be really nice to be able to sit with somebody and to to really take in the information and then take that back to our classrooms I'm excited Ray yes I'm excited too and and I don't know if I said this earlier but there's two classroom tracks with what I would call your intermediate and advanced level curriculum and then there's also a preschool and children's work track for your early childhood preschool age as well as kids I'd say like 12 and under or 10 and under more specifically focused on their curriculum which you know, if you think about it and you're a studio owner, by having all of the different content, it's a perfect event for a team. Like bring you a team yes. and everybody's cup will get filled because there is literally something to keep every person occupied for the entire event. Absolutely. And you know, if I could bring my whole team from Australia, I would, Ray. Right. Well, I, I believe you're coming <laughs> with a team from Australia. It's not your team, but well, you're coming with a group, yes? I absolutely am. I am bringing some of my team members as well, but I'm also bringing uh, some fabulous studio owners and dance teachers from Australia who have never attended your conference before. And so we're all coming over together. We're spending a couple of days in New York seeing some Broadway shows and then we're heading to the conference. It's going to be super great. That is going to be so cool. <laughs> we'll have to uh, recognize our Australians. Maybe I'm going to get an Australian flag. Uh, I think that would go down really, really well. <laughs> well, the, Canadian, the Canadians when, get when, a look in. So, Yeah, Canadians do. We have a lot of Canadians that come to our event. If I can, I always try to have flags for all the countries represented at the <laughs> event. That's awesome. So you've got the schedule in your hand, Rhea. I can see it. I can see you flapping it about, but it hasn't been officially released yet, right? 
It's going tomorrow. Oh, well then, by the time this podcast comes out, it will be out there in the world. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, re tell us what, pick, pick one highlight. I know that's hard. <laughs> that's really hard. I'm not going to pick highlight. I'm going to tell you some of the different things, some of the okay. things I felt were important this year. Great. Uh, I'm bringing in a child psychologist to talk to us all about where the teenage mindset is at after this pandemic and how can we better reach them by better understanding what it is that they're thinking and feeling because I think that's really something on the minds Mm. of both teachers and studio owners, probably even parents, anybody who deals with children. Yes, absolutely. So that's one of the things, uh, you know, it's it's non-dance, but so vital. Actually, I think we've realized since the pandemic how many non-dance things are involved in what we do and that we need to be better skilled in mm-hmm. as well. Um, some of the things that are really cool are early childhood movements. So being able to start kids off in a way that is a foundation to to do two things, to, to be sure that they're physically doing the right thing by their bodies based on the age they are, but instilling a passion at that age so that they'll stay with us mm. through high school. I'm, I'm excited to bring in that curriculum and the faculty teaching it because I've almost made the decision, but not 100%, that if we were to improve in the early childhood preschool area and almost say to ourselves, that's where we should be investing in the best faculty, the best uh, curriculums, the place where we should be brainstorming more to better serve them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready to say it 100%. Then our businesses will grow to the size that we desire. So really, in my mind, at this conference is emphasizing, let's be the best that we can be at this. Make it fun for us, make it fun for the kids and make it so that the kids are going out with a rewarding experience that benefits them for the rest of their lives because they walk through our studio. Beautiful. I love that. And so for so many teachers, you know, we know that. We know that if we work really hard on those juniors, they'll stay with us forever. But so many of us don't want to teach those preschool classes because we don't know where to start. It's quite easy to walk into a teenage class and go, skip, you know, step, kick, turn, kick, Leap turn. But <laughs> did you have a hard time yeah, saying that? I did have that? a hard time saying that. It's very early in the morning. <laughs> but um, for the, the preschoolers, some of us get really intimidated by, you know, how am I going to fill an hour with these four year olds? So coming to the conference and getting all of those skills and being inspired by the teachers who specialize in those preschool classes, 
so that you can fill your toolbox exactly like you said you fill your toolbox with all of this you know great knowledge that you can then take back to the classroom it'll make that hour absolutely fly by and it'll mean that yes you can step into those preschool classes do a brilliant job and then those kids will be more likely to hang hang out with you at the studio until they until they graduate which is exactly what we want that's perfect yeah i'm excited about that and if you said you know, what What am I excited about business-wise? I think it's getting into some topics that we haven't got into before. Uh, like passing the torch is a topic, meaning so we have so many two-generation or three-generation families running studios. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to focus in on How do you do that the best way? Because so many people are wondering, don't know how, and we're going to put up experienced people who have the ups and downs of this process uh, to make it a smoother ride for all of our attendees who are in this particular circumstance. Another place... It makes me laugh. I kind of smile when they say this is um, discovering how to get ready to sell your business. Mm-hmm. So what? why do I laugh? Because when we get into the meeting and we talk about this, I go, so if they sell their business, then we're, we're they're not going to be at the conference next year. <laughs> do we really want to be talking about this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I think it's something that's on people's minds, Ree, whether they're going to actually oh, yes. sell tomorrow or not. It's, you know, you've got to think about that succession planning. So actually having a moment to be able to sit down and think will will be really great for so many studio owners who just have never thought about that before. Oh, yes. And pre-planning, right? Isn't it better to start thinking about, let's say you you make a decision 25 years into your business that, you're ready for something else, maybe you're ready for a a partner, that you actually have been thinking about it and you're ready for it by the time that it arrives. And you've had some experience or at least learned some of the options Mm. that are open to you. And that could be also a succession strategy. That's going to be covered in that area as well. Because as many of us who own a business who see people around us that we say, I bet she could do this. Mm. (laughs) But then we have to figure out how to make that happen for them and us. Yes. I am uh, so excited. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I keep going back and looking at it and going, this is really going to happen. All the people are going to be there in attendance. We have a big gala planned, some morning fun with Geo. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. So for those people looking to attend the conference this year who perhaps haven't got themselves organized yet, it's not too late at all. Not too late to organize yourself, but also not too late to organize your team. Tell us when it's on and where we're going and how it's all going to work, right? It is on, as you say, from July 25 to 27 
and it is at the Mohegan Sun. I hesitated there for a minute. <laughs> Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Your closest airport is Hartford in Connecticut. You can also check into Providence, Rhode Island Airport. That's another option. Uh, the hotel is absolutely beautiful. And one of the cool things about this particular hotel, for those of you that have groups, the room rate is applicable for up to four people in a room. So uh, it's a reasonable room rate. Don't quote me. I'm believing it's 179. Uh, but that would be for up to four guests, which is not often how the hotels work. And when it comes to food, you can go from everything to Chick-fil-A to the finest uh, steakhouse. So there's so much diversity there. And uh, it's a beautiful uh, Native American culture hotel. Um, it's a great vibe for the Dance Life Teacher Conference. And it's just a great opportunity for you to take some time away. You know, so mm. often some of our best ideas come when we're out of our natural environment, when we're out of our natural habitat, when we take ourselves out, take ourselves away. It gives our brain the opportunity to think about possibilities, to think about things in a different way, to think outside the square. And if you get to, to partner into that, um, you know, a great time with some great people and some learning on top of that, it, it's totally a no-brainer. I will be there with my bells on, with my fellow Australians. If anyone would like to come to New York and see some shows with me first, you're more than welcome to come along. And then uh, we're catching a coach, um, Ray, from New York up to the conference the night before, the very first day. So I'm super excited to to be able to do that as a group as well. It's going to feel a bit like school camp. <laughs> And I'm it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and your your uh, Australian friends haven't had the chance to travel at all either. Am I no, correct? No. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't even for the last year. Really, we haven't really even been able to travel interstate because most state borders have been closed. So for a lot of us, this is this is a really big deal, and and we're getting really excited. I hope to see so many of my friends at the Dance Life Teacher Conference. Ree, I'm super excited to see you. If people want to book, they can go to regold.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the conference today. I can see how excited you are. I want an advanced copy of that schedule that you're floating around in front of me. And that you have That's the a whole deal. Time. But I was floating it around, I see two things I need to fix, so you'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> Always tweaking, always tweaking. <laughs> I cannot wait. And once you get that schedule, dance teachers and studio owners out there, get your highlighters out and, and figure out which classes you're going to go to and which ones you're going to watch on demand when you get home. Thank you so much for taking the time, Ray. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And I do hope to see you this summer. And as always, be sure to enjoy the journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook.
Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 